Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So, what a few weeks ahead of the Female Follows program, which has started today and the day that this is going out. So, absolutely over the moon with everyone that's joined. We've got a new coach who's joined in the team as well. Michael has joined in. And if you haven't listened to the episode with him recently, I think it was last Monday's episode, I was on his podcast and we spoke about a load of different things and it's really cool to have a kind of a the team growing again um and i think that's it's it's exciting and i i know that the female fat loss group and the one-to-one clients are going to get the best version of myself get the best version of michael and get to, to where they want to go so really really happy with, with the way things are going right now and i'm very grateful for that and i also want to thank you so much for listening to any episode of the podcast listen to one second of the podcast even a review on iTunes or up on Spotify, whatever it may be. And if you haven't hit that follow button, please do, because it's important. And I don't think people realize how much, how important it is for metrics, for getting the, 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 the name out there and stuff. So I really, really appreciate any support that you have. So this is an episode that's kind of come in based off a few DMs that have come in in the last kind of few weeks. And whenever DMs kind of come in and questions kind of come in i kind of have a little notes folder on my phone sometimes it gives me a headache trying to scroll through it because there's so many questions but it's something that i've kind of spoken about previously and elements of it i've spoken about previously and there may be overlap with the different episodes because it's always going to be that way and context really does matter but one of the things that a lot of people can struggle with is they know what to do but they aren't necessarily doing the things that they want to when it comes to weight loss or fat loss or muscle building or muscle gain or whatever it may be or looking after themselves even doesn't mean it have to be weight loss or looking after their own health and even if people are like up to the most most up to date with the, the research on weight loss uh, a lot of people can struggle with elements of emotional eating yo-yo dieting beliefs self-worth self-esteem not making themselves a priority impatience and one of the things that happens to an awful lot of people is in inverted commas i eat good during the week and then the weekends i overeat or they derail me i just want to put it out there the weekends don't derail anyone you can have weekends and still make progress that's just a fact every single one of my clients makes progress there's nothing to derail if the mindset hasn't changed so you might be thinking that after you snack after your dinner or that you need to cut out the ice cream. Life's too good for ice cream, without ice cream, should I say. But a lot of people can struggle with this element of I know what to do, but I, I'm not doing it. We know that we should be saving money in order to get to what we want. We know that we should be flossing our teeth in order to have healthy gums and teeth so the teeth don't fall out of our head we know we should be trying to save the planet a little bit more by doing our part for it we should be looking after our health but that comes that's a multifaceted we know we should be looking after our mental health by trying to get some sleep and putting away our phone we know all these things but we don't necessarily do it and nothing is more painful than knowing what to do and letting yourself down constantly so I really, really want to help you out on this one. And this can help with kind of giving you that little bit of more of a pep in your step. I can assure you it's not down to luck. I can assure you it's not down to motivation. I can assure you it's not down to willpower. It's not, I can assure you it's not down to restriction. I can assure you it's not down to lack of wanting to do something. But there's a little bit of tough love in this episode. There's a little bit of 
practice that needs to be put into play. And there's, I'm going to explore the real reasons why you're not doing what's needed when it comes to weight loss or fat loss or looking after your health or your cholesterol. And I promise you won't feel worse about yourself. I'm going to talk about different tangible strategies and how you can get get yourself to using that and the way that you can feel a lot more motivated and maybe actually enjoy the process because weight loss doesn't need to be miserable life is tough enough without it being miserable already so the first thing that we need to actually to do is a really really simple exercise so getting a pen and paper could help you here because it's going to take notes you're going to need to figure this out and i always find that when people are putting notes onto their phone or are doing exercises on their phone it never really goes in when we see it in black and white or whatever color pen you use you're able to see it a lot better you're able to actually see it in front of you on a visual piece of paper and it's a lot more powerful so before you go any further i would go and get a pen and paper to do this and the first thing we need to do is identify three things you could do this week that will help you to lose body fat so body fat losing weight is the the kind of like the subject of this episode so you may have more but you need to narrow, narrow it down to the top three that you think would make the most difference for you. For me, that would be getting a food shop in. Then two, as a knock-on effect of that, that would be having some sort of menu for the week that I know what I'm having. So it takes my mood out of it, takes my um, self-esteem out of it, takes my energy out of it, and takes my decision fatigue out of it. And if you're sticking to three meals, two or three snacks a day, you're going to see better results than you are currently seeing. Because that's a solid foundation. And if it's down to portions, we'll be able to spot that pretty quickly. But you need to be able to get a food shop in. You need to be able to have some sort of menu for yourself for the week. I'm not saying you can't go off the menu. But I'm, see, I haven't said plan or off plan. I said you have a menu. You know what you're having for your lunch or your dinner. You're having your same breakfast more often than not. You're probably having the same lunches more often than not. Because inverted commas, time is poor. And then your dinners are probably like up to your mood. You come home after doing everything for the kids and you're kind of leaving things up to your mood and you go for the quick fixes. That's the sounds familiar. And then you're wondering why you're picking at night rather than potentially sitting down on a Sunday for 10 minutes or else even going to get a food shop in or going online to get a food shop in and getting the stuff that you need into the house which leaves things less up to chance or your mood. It's not motivation. It's your mood. It's motivation that directs people. Or it's the lack of leverage, or it's the lack of a why, it's the lack of discomfort. And it can be lack of feeling like they're losing control, they don't want to be with this rigid plan. This isn't a rigid plan, it's giving you a solid foundation and framework that you can build upon. That you know, right, I've got my three main meals sorted, I'm going to have my chocolate bar in the evening with my cup of tea when I'm watching Netflix or whatever it may be. The second thing that I want want you to do right now is... I want you to write out all the reasons why you're not doing things, things, these, doing these things now. You get need to get really, really clear here. You want to reflect on the last month or so and be really specific. When we're really, really vague, like most people are, like things that come out is like it's my mindset. I've no willpower. There's no solution. I feel even more defeated. I'm gonna. I've no motivation. It's all these things. So the really key thing here is to be specific. What are the thoughts that are creating the wrong mindset for you right now? For example, you might be thinking of tried everything. I can never stick to anything. 
or I don't want a life without chocolate. So what's the point? You don't need to have a life without chocolate. You're addicted to restriction. When you get all these thoughts out on paper and you and you take a look, you really get to see how negative and defeating these things are. That's why doing this exercise on the phone won't work. It won't be as powerful. So you need to be clear. And you might be like, well, they're not so true. There's like, my truth is that I haven't been able to stick to anything. Why? Because you've restricted every time. And as someone that knows what they're talking about, or I like to think they know what they're talking about, I would say having chocolate each day is going to make you a happier person. Talk to your partner right now or someone around you right now and say, am I a much nicer person with chocolate in your life? And then you will get a hell yes. But every time you give up, you're essentially constantly reminding yourself that you're not good enough to do this. You give up because it's difficult or you're only basing things off the weighing scales or you're basing things off your previous results or your failed attempts. But if we if we give up every time things get difficult, no wonder we fail. Maybe the, the approach that you took was too restrictive. That can happen and most often it is the case. So it isn't the it isn't you that's the issue, it's the approach that's the issue. Maybe it's lack of boundaries, maybe it's not maybe it's low self-worth and self-esteem that you made to go and talk to someone about. But we need to get real with yourself and about how you're actually thinking. Because not challenging any of these stories or belief systems that you have aren't going to aid you. And it can even feel good to do some of these exercises. Sometimes I see people saying, I'm my, I'm my own worst enemy. I know it's getting me in the way and they're blaming themselves. But that's not what I'm actually talking about here. It's not necessarily the case of you that you're, you need to stop blaming yourself. What I'm taking, what I'm talking about here is taking ownership of your actual results. Life will ramp up. Nothing's going to be perfect. Nothing needs to be perfect. But when you get really, really clear on what's happening, you can be like, oh, maybe it's not a great idea to be thinking I'll ever stick to anything. I was thinking this, this makes sense now that I wasn't sticking to it. Maybe I could think this way instead of getting a different result. Now you can move on, no, no drama. So you're aware of what's stopping you. You're aware of what's not aiding you. And when you start to take 100% responsibility for your results, whatever they are, you can clean it up much faster. The big thing that people will do is they'll decide ahead of time. The people that I see the difference between having success and the people that don't is the people who have success, whatever that may be, are the ones that decide on decide ahead of time how they're going to incorporate this into their life. Not the ones that are going to be ruled by food rules and don't incorporate anything into their lives. They think they need to work their life around their diet rather than their, do their way. You may be giving your time to everyone else rather than yourself. Maybe you're not planning through. Maybe you're not getting that shop in. So maybe you need to get go of control and ask for help to, from your partner, whoever does it. Maybe you need to put it into your calendar as a reminder. But giving up chocolate or whatever it may be is not going to work. Going cold turkey is not working and will never work. Don't pretend you don't know that it's a, it's a big mystery why these things aren't happening. That you're not creating a strategy. You're not creating a plan and sticking to it. Because genuinely, if you do that more often, like if you look back at the example of what, what I've said about kind of like 
looking back and saying write out these things that you're not doing these things at the minute so maybe it's getting the food shopping why aren't you getting the food shopping i don't have time well do you not have time or are you not making time or if you don't have time you can get a food shopping you can get it online or could you get your partner to do it or could you get your partner to look after the kids or could you do it with the kids around you i know when i was a kid and this is probably an example that my dad has accidentally set for me he used to always bring my brother and i to the shops probably used to wreck his head i'm not gonna lie but i remember that on a saturday or sunday morning that that was our time that was our chill time it was kind of like i think it was on a sunday morning a saturday morning i was playing football but it was that time that we had and i always remember those days it was probably to release relieve mom of some things of some duties take a bit of a break from us but also it was allowing us to be with dad allowed to get the shop in that probably set us an example that's probably now that i'm thinking about it, i've never thought about this before but it's probably stood to me from doing that and that could be you as well you could be doing that for yourself i know we want you might want that peace and quiet or listen to that podcast when you're out for your shop or whatever it may be you don't want the kids pulling and screaming out of you like we sometimes did because if they see a sweet or they see something they want, they may want and you might not be able to get it. Or you don't want to always give them the things they want. And I get that. But it could be that way of kind of like leading by example. So asking yourself, why are you not getting your food shop in? If it's coming down to your walks, why are you not getting your walks in? Oh, it's the weather. It doesn't rain every day in Ireland. So why are you not getting your walks in? I haven't got time. Okay, so if we haven't got time, where is it planned on your calendar? Where is it planned into your day? Oh, it's not planned. So how do you know you haven't got time? Well, life is really busy. Okay, cool. So what can we do? Okay, we can go for a walk two or three times this week. We can book in times with our friends. Why aren't we going to the gym? Oh, I haven't got time. Okay, well, can we do home workouts instead so it saves you that commute? Maybe it's a case that you don't want, you don't have to meal prep every meal. I don't meal prep every meal. I just cook more the night before for the lunch the next day because it makes it easy makes it easier for me you can cook things in air fryers slow cookers i was talking to one of my clients recently and she was saying she didn't have time to kind of plan some of her meals or cook some of her meals and one of the big things that she kind of said to me was that was what she said and i was like well have you got an air fryer she goes yeah have you got a slow cooker i was like yeah but why don't you put the slow cooker on when the kids are at football so then when you come back, the food's ready for you. So you put that into your Tupperware and you're, and she's, she's done that this week. And she's like, she's like, this is a new world. But sometimes the ideas that we have or the stories that we have almost put this mental block towards us. And it's a self-professing story that it's different for us, that we don't have time. Most people have time. I know with the young family and stuff like that, it might be a little bit different, but it's also managing your expectations of what you can do. Maybe rather than when you were kid free or whatever it was, maybe you need to take a step back and say, rather than being able to go to the gym and be in your own time, going to the four gyms this week and six walks, one well, might, might not just go to two home workouts and maybe going for two walks in the day or in the week. So that could work for you and that could be where you want to go because the food's going to be the biggest important piece there anyway. But the exercise will help you with your mental health. So three things, three main reasons why you're not doing the things that you want already is you have a human brain. This motivational triad. Most people think that motivation comes before you actually get there. 
Motivation comes from action. It starts from you doing something. Have you ever noticed that when you train first thing in the morning, it has a knock-on effect how you eat the rest of the day? Have you ever noticed that when you start to go back to the gym, you get the buzz again and you almost have to rein yourself back in not to go five times that week? Some people may be like that, some people aren't. But that motivational triad or motivational structure is what people think is going to always be there. It's not going to be there all the time. You're not motivated to look after your kids every day. You're not motivated to go to work every day. It's because you have a clear why. You haven't, number two, is you haven't asked your past self what the obstacles are. Those, the past self knows what's, they, it knows you. It knows what's coming for you. Look at the past self and look what obstacles are. There will be stuff when the kids get sick, life ramps up, work gets busy, all that kind of stuff. But most people have a plan A or don't even have a plan A and then they go, I don't know what to do. My job as a coach is to teach you how to manage your expectations and to manage your ability and your mood. The mood is what directs an awful lot of people. Most people don't have an ability issue. Most people have a lack of perspective. And what I mean by that is they are ruled by their mood. We don't know how to deal with our mood through no fault of our own. We've never been taught how to deal with our mood. We've never been taught how to deal with our emotions. So when life ramps up and we get tired, we get fatigued, we go for the quickest quick fix rather than saying, right, what's going to help me right now? So how can we counteract that? Maybe on a Saturday you have a little bit more food in the house that's going to help you. Maybe it's having a list of two or three things to get when you're feeling tired. It could be a cheese toast. It could be a bowl of porridge. It could be literally sticking on a bit of pasta into the, into the pot. It could be getting one of those Nutri-Quick meals. It could be sticking something in the air fryer so you know that's going in the background. So if you're having a shower, the food's being made so everyone else is happy. You also haven't asked your future self what the strategies are. So step three is you need to make a list of all the obstacles that are currently preventing you from taking the action you want to take. The homework here is go through every obstacle and come up with the strategy. So to go through your actual strategies, you will require emotional sophistication. So what is emotional sophistication? We don't all have it, but we can get it. It is the ability to identify and be present for painful emotions. And these emotions are what sensations are you currently unwilling to feel and are turning to food instead. So is it sadness, boredom, over desire, anxious, guilt, impatience, dissatisfaction, inadequacy, tiredness, hunger, stress, discomfort. If you lean in and pause when you're finding in the evenings that you're picking that little bit more. These emotions are never constant. If they are, it could be a sign that you need to go and talk to someone and there's no harm in that. I wouldn't be here talking to you right now in your ears if I didn't talk to someone. That's me being blunt as I can. Everyone needs therapy at some stage. It's the best thing that I ever did, best investment I ever put in. But if you're unwilling to feel these emotions, you will never get to how you operate, how to learn about yourself, how to understand yourself and never have that awareness of why you're not doing things and why you do things in a different way. You need to have the ability to identify and step out of these kind of indulgent emotions. Because often we use food as a way to deal with things because it's been our one constant in our lives. 
It's been our one constant comfort. But if food's not the if food's not the issue, food's not going to solve it. It's kind of like if if you have a leak in the house, it's kind of like fixing the light bulb instead. That's the exact exact thing. We need to look at where these thought errors. Where do we feel that we're lacking structure? Where do we think that we're lacking feeling deprivation? Where do we, where are we lacking the ability to have the food? Where are we lacking maybe even control? Because if you're lacking control around food, the food's not the issue. It's how we, we lack control because we base a lot of our things and our belief systems of what other people will think. And this is one sentence. This I've said this question, this sentence to a few clients recently. And when they hear it, it's kind of like fucking hell. Excuse my language. But are we full of that? Are we are we that full of our own self-importance that we think everyone thinks so are, are thinking about us when we're doing something? And that was a sentence said to me by my counsellor. She was very no-nonsense. Are we that full of our own self-importance that everyone else is watching us, what we're doing, or thinking about what we're doing right now? So it's a level of arrogance, if you think about it. If you really, really break it down, it's a level of arrogance that we think we're that important that everyone else in this world is not worrying about their own issues. And everyone's issues are have come up somewhere along the line in the world before and someone else got through it before we need to look at the ability to generate pleasing emotion feelings that help us take that action determination motivation focus power desire confident creative resourceful pride so what do you need to think to generate that feeling we need to get so clear about the reasons why you're not taking that action that it feels good Oh, that wasn't a great idea. I was think I was thinking this that this makes sense. Maybe I think this way instead and get a different result. But when you take responsibility for your own actions and results, you can clean it up a lot faster. Look at the exercise that I've kind of given to you there. Really, really look at the exercise that I've given you there. You need to identify three things that you could do this week that help you to lose weight or bring you to your goal, whatever it may be. The second thing is you need to write it out, all the reasons why you're not doing those things. And the third list is make a list of all the obstacles that are currently preventing you from taking that action you want to do. And number four is go through every obstacle and come up with the strategy. So if it's a say a whole thing of your time poor, maybe it's asking for more help. Maybe it's getting your shop online. Maybe it's getting an air fryer or a something sticking something in the oven that can or a slow cooker or maybe it's prepping for like half an hour on a sunday maybe it's making your breakfast the night before maybe it's booking in gym sessions maybe it's getting your coach to help you with all these kind of stuff maybe it's talking to a friend maybe it's getting a friend to go for a walk with you maybe it's ringing your parents or your support network around you to mind the kids for whatever it may be there's a lot of things there that could be done a lot of things that we say become self-professing, self-professing stories and they stop us. But we let them stop us because we don't challenge them. We don't challenge these belief systems. A thought is a belief. A belief is a story. None of these things are facts. 
it may feel that we're getting so overwhelmed but when we get overwhelmed essentially what overwhelm is one it's lost sight of a goal and number two is it's doing a whole lot of actions in our lives that are against our values so it's a lot of busyness against our values so if you're someone that says they value training and nutrition but are giving all their time to work or if you're valuing all your time at work but you're not looking after your kids that's very very different you're doing an awful lot of things elsewhere and being you're being a busy fool now i know i was talking to a couple of clients recently who've moved back to dubai and they were getting overwhelmed with with things which is completely understandable because jet lag back into routine with their jobs but they were trying to do a course and they're trying to do other things on top of it and i kind of said to them like write out your list right now of what's important for you so they wrote out the list and they realized what was important to them is just getting through the first week second week was right i'm going to get my going to get two sessions in with the gym and they almost they said to me is like they felt this weight proverbial weight lifted off their shoulders because they weren't putting so much pressure onto themselves a lot of people can also struggle with what, what when you say when you know what to do but you aren't doing it it's not making you a priority and that one hurts you're not a people pleaser people pleasing is more about what you get out of the situation people pleasing makes you feel good it doesn't make the other person feel good it makes you feel good by warrant by feeling accepted feeling loved feeling validated feeling that you have uh, you've done something for someone else that was that value has been created for you in childhood because you may have had something happen in childhood through trauma and you've had to step up and that could happen i've had that with clients before i've had that in my in my own life from the people around me that you can see it in themselves and they speak about it now that they're aware of it that they know why they've done these things because it was a protection mechanism no one else is going to look after themselves so they had to look after themselves they're very good at giving looking after everyone else first and putting their own dinner on the table second but your job isn't to look after everyone else it's a coping mechanism as a way of control controlling what other people are doing controlling what other people are thinking of you but you're you're in control of making you a priority so what's one thing you can do right now that's going to make you a priority where i would start is having a plan for your week other things that kind of come up is i'll do it when life cramps down now isn't the perfect time i would say that there's never a perfect time are there better times yes i would actually say the better times for people to go on one of these journeys is when life is busy because life is always going to be busy there's always going to be kids school like one of the excuses that an awful lot of people had during the summer was well the kids are off i didn't get into routine well one you could have created a new routine two is now the kids are back to school what's what's the story that now that's protecting you i don't know how to create a routine so life is always going to be there's going to be school runs there's going to be sports there's going to be all these kind of different things but life is always going to be busy so i would always say that are there better times yes the best time is probably when life is busy when there's weekends trips away because then you can understand and learn how to manage those things because they're the beat they're the pieces of the jigsaw that well if you can manage those and manage to reset a lot more that's going to get you further along than just having this life of monotony when nothing's happening i don't know anyone that has that life of monotony when nothing crops up no meals out no trips away 
no weekends away, no kids getting sick, no schools, no nothing. And that can become a comfortable story that we have. We can be too comfortable with these stories and then we kind of wrap, get wrapped up and then we get lost in them. But if you actually wrote out any of the stories and excuses that you have right now, and I hate the word excuses because I'm sounding like a gym bro here, but a lot of the stuff that we have is, is a limiting belief about ourselves, a fear of success. We use wordings like it's self-sabotage. We use wordings like I don't have time. But sometimes it can be down to that belief of not feeling you're worthy of your goal. It can be coming down to worthy of success. But what does success mean to you? If it's able to have regular meals and without food guilt, I think that's a huge one. It doesn't matter about the weight. If you're able to enjoy meals out with your family and friends, I would say food freedom is probably the one of the biggest things I love to see in clients. The transformation picks are great, great for marketing, etc. But the clients that I love to work with are the ones that, and the ones I get the most rewarding out of my own selfish nature, are the ones that get food freedom. That's one day it just lands with them. They're like, it can be a plot, 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 boom. And then it lands for them. Other things that can happen is impatience. We get impatient because we're only basing things off the weighing scales. But it's kind of like if we're, if we're basing a fat loss journey off the weighing scales, it's kind of like basing how good you are in bed by your bank balance. The weighing scales doesn't measure fat loss. The weighing scales does not measure fat loss. The weighing scales measures you at your weight at that point in time. It doesn't measure your self-worth. It doesn't measure you as a human. It doesn't measure how good you are as a parent. It doesn't measure how good you are as a human. But it doesn't measure fat loss. Your measurements, your clothes, all those different things, they measure success as well. People are like, well, I thought I'd be further along by now. It's kind of like, well, what did you expect? And they're like, I thought I'd be down, I don't know, 4 kg in, I don't know, I'm going to give a bigger example, 10 kg in four weeks. It's like, well, what are you basing that off? They're like, well, the last time I did something, I, I lost 10 kg in four weeks. So I was like, okay, but what happened afterwards? Well, I put on 20. So you're, so the last time we lost a lot of weight in the last time. So we think that if we lose weight quickly this time, the only way to do it is through restriction. And one of the things I would say there to that person would be, I would say one hasn't worked because we're maybe in a, a less favorable position. And I would look at, well, you, you believe that restriction is the only way to get you to your goal, but it's never aided you. We're addicted to that self. We're addicted to that idea of restriction. We're addicted to that idea that we have to restrict because we don't know anything else. We've only ever gone for restriction because we think it will solve our issue. But it's never aided you. It's linked to the chaotic mind. Our chaotic mind is lack of awareness, lack of self-belief, lack of self-esteem, all these kind of different things. So when we're having this whole thing with food, it's generally a comfort for us. It's generally... We're trying to control what other people are thinking about us. So we use food as a coping mechanism to deal with that. We don't feel like, we feel like imposters. I was talking to a lot of people about imposter syndrome during the week because I have an idea for something in 2024. 
and there's a lot of imposter syndrome circulating in my head. And I only I only message like three people that I actually value their opinion on it. And they've walked the walk. They've done it already. And imposter syndrome is a good thing. I would say it's a good thing because it means you're getting out of your comfort zone. So sometimes with comfort zone, people are like, well, I don't like getting out of my comfort zone. I was like, okay. So when you first started dating your, your partner or you first started dating, where you're not nervous, where you're not about nervous about putting yourself out there and laying it out all out there for yourself. And they were like, yeah. I asked this question the other day and they were like, yeah, okay, well, did something good come out? It was like, yeah, we've got two amazing kids and we've been married for 10, 15 years. I was like, okay, so good things can come out of your comfort zone. And they're like, yeah, I was like, do you see where I'm getting at? So I don't know if a lot of people can feel that going for a promotion. And I was at the talk at Elevate a couple of weekends ago. And one of the things that I was talking to a client, I know she listens to this, and she was talking about maybe going for a promotion or one of her colleagues is going for a promotion. They were saying that she finds that women won't go for promotions because of lack of self-belief. But men will go for it because we have, we've, it's perceived that we have this kind of like level of arrogance or self-belief around ourselves that make us go for these things that we deserve this. So this is what we want to do. This is what we're going to get. But for the, the opposite gender, it might be that that self-belief isn't there because it's based off what other people are going to think. It's The minds are very different. And I think someone was talking to me about the Barbie movie recently and I was kind of like, Barbie was walking down the street and she was kind of hearing voices of like, oh, I look like this, I look like this, all these seeds of doubt. And then Ken was walking down the street and he's like, I look awesome, I feel awesome. Everyone thinks I'm awesome. So that's the kind of comparison. But that can come from belief. That can be coming from a place of self-worth that could be it might be false self-worth as well but it can happen and i think one of the big things we need to look at right now is why are we not doing the things make a list of all those obstacles make a list of all those obstacles go through each of those obstacles look at the reasons you're not doing them look at the things that you want to do this week and look at the reason why you're not doing them and i'll be interested and in see what you come up with send them on screenshot me them or send them to me in dm so hopefully you've enjoyed this episode hopefully you have and if you have send me a dm share it share it with a friend tag me up on your stories leave a review up on itunes or up on spotify and i really, really hope you've enjoyed the episode today